Blog Talk Radio. Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. I'm very, very excited uh, for today's episode because I, <laughs> this movie's great. We have the filmmaker on. Um, we're going to be talking about uh, the movie. It's the, the cinematic masterpiece that I know. It, it, in all honesty, I really enjoyed this film. <laughs> it was hilarious and very cool. And um, just one of my favorites of the year so far, I have to tell you. And I'm not being tongue-in-cheek when I say that. This was an awesome movie. Uh, it's called Sewer Gator. And we have writer, director, producer, and all-around cool cat, Mr. Paul Dale on with us today. Paul, how are hey. you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. This film... I, you know, my show's weird because I get a lot of documentaries and because I'm a painter, by, by, that's what I do in my day job. I paint pictures mm-hmm. of people and stuff and, you know, done that for 20 years. And so everybody assumes that I'm very, you know, Fraser Crane, pinky out. And so I get all these, but I'm not complaining, um, but I get, you know, lots, lots of art films and artsy stuff and, you know, this and that. And it is an absolute privilege and joy when sewer gators came into my, the press kit came into my email for this. And I looked and I said, oh, I got to watch this. I got to watch it. And I stopped what I was doing, went to the big TV in the other room. I've got a medium sized one in here, but I wanted the full cinematic experience, baby, of this. And, um, and I got it. I got it. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic it was only an hour long i was kind of i was like man i want more but that just leaves it open for Stuart gators 2 or the return or something i'm thinking um what a great film this was fantastic now this must have been you know this is such a crazy thing to say oh this must have been so much fun making because i then i've never made a movie but i've been doing the show long enough and talked to enough people that indie films can be fun, but a lot of times it's not. <laughs> How was this? Oh, this was this was an absolute blast. Uh, you are right on the money in, when you say that any film may not be fun, but this is. Uh, I was very fortunate in that a really fun group of folks working with me. You know, most of the the, the guys and gals in this movie have have done a couple of other movies with me, or I've known them since high school and stuff, and so. Just a lot of uh, beer drinking and, and cracking up in between takes and <laughs> goofing off, basically. If you're not having fun, I don't think you should do it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Now, this has, uh, I, I believe her name's Man in Pages uh, in it. I, I, hopefully I'm saying that right. I remember her from uh, Demigod. Uh, we've had Miles Dolmalik. Uh, Dol- Dol- I can't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, we've had him on the show a few times uh, from different movies. Jim my God was one of them. And, um, yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. Um, 
She is. What did yeah, you she is put, amazing. Did you just put like a call out, or were you using a casting agency? Um, you know. You know. So how did that come? I've up? known her. I've known her for a few years now. We um, she did a movie that I I made a few years back uh, called Silent but Deadly, which was in a similar vein to Sewer Gators, and that it's a horror comedy. It was about a killer mime going after a group of teenagers. <laughs> And, uh, this call, this is what film should be. I'm just picturing like you in a pitch meeting, you know, with investors and. So, okay, get this. He's a mime, so he doesn't talk, but he kills people, right? Brilliant. Here's a check, Paul. Let me write it. Fantastic. If, if only Fantastic. you were in Hollywood. We... <laughs> I need to start yeah, smoking big yeah. cigars or something. Oh man. <laughs> But I I put out a, a casting call on Craigslist. This was back when people still actually responded to things on Craigslist. And uh, right. she showed up and was absolutely amazing and so professional and wonderful and the antithesis of everything that I am, really. Beautiful and talented. Uh, <laughs> but she, for whatever now. reason, has decided to stick with me. And, and I keep putting her in my movies and she keeps agreeing to it. So... I'm gonna keep, uh, well, keep you know, going with that as long as I can. It, well, that's awesome. That is awesome. Now, this film, for those who don't know, and I don't want to give anything away. I want everybody to watch this. This you def, definitely have to get this in your collection, folks. And we have links up. We've got links to Paul uh, PaulDaleFilms.com. But you want to go to the second link we have up: ByTheHorns.store. www. ByTheHorns you know, like grab the bull by the horns, one, you know, one word, dot store. And you can get this film on Blu-ray, DVD, and even on VHS. I would get it on VHS, and I don't even have a VHS player just to have, just to have a, as a, in a place of honor on my shelf. This, um, that's a cool, that's a cool, uh, you, you know, at the site, you can even get, you can get a cool shirt. You can even get a beer cozy. It's probably made in the USA, and uh, you need one, folks. You need one. But that, that was a cool – you don't see a lot of people putting out VHSs, you know? You don't. Yeah. No, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I'm, I'm a child of the 90s, so I, I grew up and I love perusing the store, the local video store, you know, and looking at all mm. the VHS covers, especially with, you know, bad horror movies, which I proudly would put the film in amongst um, and uh, yeah, I think it's just one of those one of those cool old things almost like vinyl records you know there's a there's just something different about oh, yeah. about watching a movie on a VHS tape and you know the other uh, good thing about it is that you're really getting a, a double dip with your deal there because as uh, you watch it if you watch past the end credits you might just see a half a Disney movie or my childhood and <laughs> films it could be anything <laughs>
the downstairs den was was the kids' den. You know, that's where we had a big one yeah. of big TVs that sat on the floor and um, big cube or rectangle thing. And um, you know, yeah, we'd go to the, like our local Blockbuster or whatever. Actually, we didn't go to Blockbuster. My dad had a friend who owned. He bought a VHS rental store, and so we'd go. And, and you're right, it would, it would be about an hour and a half. You know, it'd be as long you think of a movie, just going through everything. You know, what are we going to watch now? Ooh. Uh, me fighting with my sisters, you know. I'm like, no, we're not watching Dirty Dancing this Friday. We've seen it 80 million times, and I'm not going to do it. Um, and they're like, we're not watching Basket Case, Jamie. Come on. It's just, it's, it's, come on. So, yeah, we would. But your film, I would put. Now, there's a classic, and I... I am not a horror aficionado. I have friends that are. They're kind of a pain mm-hmm. to watch movies with because they're like, man, that guy's spleen didn't explode the, the correct way. I'm like, how do you know what a spleen exploding looks like? But, you know, I have friends that are like, they're super into horror. And they're going to cringe sure. when I say this because I'm going to say I enjoyed sewer game. Now, this is just my own personal opinion, ladies and gentlemen. Just my own personal opinion. They'll come at me. I know you're going to want to especially if you're one of those horror people. I enjoyed Sewer Gators more than Thanksgiving. And that is saying something. I know that's going to poke a lot of people. Um, Sewer Gators is a better movie. Better movie. Funnier. Funnier. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That is a a high compliment. I I take that very – I'm flattered. Yeah. No, I, I, just my opinion. I, I really, really enjoy this film. This is one of those films, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for high art, you know, this doesn't have subtitles. It's not shot in black and white. It ain't it, you know. Don't, don't, don't waste your time if that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for you and your friends are hanging out, you know, you're drinking and whatever, um, and you want to have a good laugh in, in, in the horror comedy vein, this is it. This is it, you know? It's hilarious. I loved it. And I hope you don't take offense to that. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Paul might be sitting there going, well, I actually started out to make a high art film. What are you, you simpleton? <laughs> you Philistine? What's wrong with you? Uh, no, right? Yeah, you didn't get all the French New Wave uh, influence that we had. <laughs> the noir esque the Gator Noir film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal. Well, this was cool. This, just so much fun. So much fun. And and one that, that I, I will definitely have friends watch. Now that the world's kind of settled down a little bit, at least as far virusly speaking, um, knock on wood, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we can start having people at the house. We haven't had a party in like two years. And me and my wife are the type that does stuff like, you know, Halloween is our big day. Um, the whole neighborhood comes, you know, we, we put on a whole thing. Uh, this is a film I would have playing at one of those events, you know. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. And we do. We we have a TV out, like we have the outdoor TV too, like the big screen thing. Uh-huh. And we have a, an elder neighbor, well, that's a good way to put it, and and she's very. Let me put it this way: My wife wanted some some big Buddha statues in the uh, in, in the backyard. You know, she's into all this. You know, she owns a crystal store. That should say enough. Uh, but she wanted some boots, so we got some big concrete Buddhas and put up there. You know, because 
what the wife wants, you know, yeah, you know how that goes. Anyway, this this particular neighbor, she's like, who is that? What are those statues? And I'm like, we'll call her Mabel. I'm like, Mabel, don't worry about it. That's the Chinese Jesus. It's all good. Okay. Okay. I would position the big screen TV so she could see it from her backyard, though, and play sewer gators on a loop just to freak her the hell out. Um, I would thoroughly enjoy doing that, especially at Halloween. She's the only one in the block that doesn't pass out candy, you know. <laughs> that would really make my day. Anyhow, I digress. I digress. Let me ask you this, Paul. This is such a cool film, and you seem like such a, a fun person. Were you always like the film guy, young Paul, like at school and stuff? Did like all your friends know that, you know, film was what Paul was going to be doing? Or how did you get into film? Yeah, you know, I um I got into it really pretty early because my uh my dad bought one of the early versions of the home camcorder, you know, and uh, so my brother okay. and I would essentially confiscated it and we would remake, you know, try to make a shot for shot version of Rocky. <laughs> nice. Things like that. Nice. And then uh as I got older, yeah, the, the, it morphed into when I was in high school and stuff, just goading all my friends to to come and to my house on the weekends, and we would we'd make crappy little zombie movies, and things like that, you know. And uh, a handful of those guys have have stuck with me long enough. For example, uh, Sean, who plays the mayor in the movie, I've known him for I don't God, I don't know how many years now, but since high school, he's been doing little weird quirky movies with me. That's fantastic. Well, this obviously has nods to uh, some of the classics, Jaws, I mean, obviously. And one of the things, I have argued up and down with people. It's one of the most unsatisfying things to me. Um, the mayor in Jaws, I really think he should have got the Quint treatment. He he really got off easy, I thought, in that film. Um, I really wanted some comeuppance uh, on him big time. Um, now, when you're the, the fellow who played the mayor played, he was like the mayor from Jaws and a combination of him and Boss Hogg, I thought, uh, from uh, the Dukes of Hazard. you know? It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Now, Paul, you're obviously from the South, right? I mean, or is this all just I pop am. culture influence? Okay. okay. Uh, no, I am, I'm from like New Orleans. I'm, I, I, do, I know plenty of people like that, yeah. I, I was raised about an hour outside of the city of New Orleans, and you know, the further okay. away you get from the coast, the more uh, more southern, I guess you could say, Louisiana and our surrounding areas get. It's crazy. I I'm in South Florida right now. I I've lived here. My wife point likes to point out uh, longer than anywhere I've lived anywhere else. I guess I'm a Floridian now. <laughs> um, and well, except where I grew up. But, you know, she's like, because you know, I, I grew up in Detroit moved to Boston to go mm-hmm. to college, then moved to Southern California. And so she's, I'm always, I have all these California stories. I'm always telling she and she always points out, she's like, well, you know, you've been in Florida longer than you were in California. <laughs> like, how is that even possible? I'm not that old. And I realize I am. And, um, you know, the weird thing with Florida though, is it South Florida isn't that Southern. The, the more mm-hmm. North you go in Florida, the more Southern it gets, the closer you get to New Orleans. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, it's 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 terrible. It's it's very strange. It's very strange. Um, oh, 
when you guys share that Alabama border up there, you know. Oh, man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm sure it's fine, and those folks are fine. I don't send me emails, people. Um, No, I'm not throwing shade. I'm not much. Um, No, it's crazy. It's where I never thought I'd be here. Um, I never planned on it, but, you know, I came to visit, met a girl, got a dog, bought a house. You know, here we are. Um, (laughs) You know, yeah, stranger things have happened. Anyway, well, you know, I remember going to New Orleans right after I got out of college because uh, I really wanted to get out of Boston. I was like, I have to move somewhere. So I always like to kind of go and do some reconnaissance. And I had a friend of mine that was living in New Orleans. She was a concierge at a big hotel down there. And she's like, come down and check out New Orleans. And I'm like, okay, cool. I've read interviews of Empire. How bad could it be? Let's go. I grew up in Detroit. I mean, come on. Can't be worse than Detroit. So I uh, – I remember going down there, and I was in rural Louisiana. First thought, I didn't know Louisiana had that many pine trees. There's more pine trees in Louisiana, I think, than anywhere. It was amazing. Um, Second, went over a real long bridge before we uh, got there. No, actually, on the way there, you know how I rode a bus down, and the bus will stop, and everybody in these days, would now they probably vape, but in these days, everybody got off to have a cigarette. And I, we get off at some little town in the middle of pine trees, uh, you know, somewhere in rural Louisiana. And there was three old guys, you know, speaking of Deuce of Hazard, they were dressed like Uncle Jesse. They had overalls on, and they were sitting on these, you know, this bench. They weren't waiting for the bus, or I don't think they were doing anything, but just kind of sitting there, you know, <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> and I get off, and they just looked. I had my punk leather jacket, you know, and they're like, Son, you ain't from around here, are you? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> I'm going to get back on the bus now. <laughs> oh, man. So it, it was, it was yeah. an awfully rural. Um, that's probably about where you're, uh, what I imagine, where you uh, where you grew up. That kind of, a lot of trees yeah, like that, right? A lot of pine trees. Pretty close there. A lot of pine trees. You know, it's funny you say that about the guys sitting out there, because I have a, a really good friend uh, who moved to New Orleans from New York for a few years. He's back in New York now because he couldn't take the heat, literally. Um, but oh, yeah. He, uh, he said to me one time, he goes, oh, what is it with people out here? I said, what do you mean? He goes, everybody sits with a purpose. He says, everywhere else people sit casually. People here sit with a purpose, which I always love that expression. That's like, because I've never thought about it before. And I started looking at people sitting in South Louisiana, and he was right. Everybody sits with a purpose, it seems. I'm telling you, New Orleans, it was a trip. I was down there for three weeks. Cause like I said, I was thinking about, you know, maybe moving there, staying with this girl I knew. And, um, you know, I, I needed money. And she goes, well, New Orleans is very easy to make money. If, if you, you know, you can speak properly. You got all your teeth. Let's go get you some tuxedo <laughs> pants and a white shirt. You can carry trays, you know, make some money. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I was carrying trays. You know, I thought I was wearing my black and white. And I remember when I first got hired with this company down there in New Orleans, they, they gave us our little, the little speech they do for all the new hires. And they're like, no, New Orleans is fun, especially for you guys who haven't been here before. Um, just remember, anything you do, give yourself so six hours before you come to work to get it out of your system. <laughs> um, you know, and it was awesome. They would give you an advance on your paycheck. 
you know, not the whole thing. They're oh, you're going mm-hmm. outside. What, you need a hundred bucks? Here you go. Just sign, you know, and you'd have to work <laughs> off. But I never had a job like that. You know, it was crazy. It was crazy. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X dot U-S. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store. It's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. 
Aloha.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Everybody in New Orleans had a story too. They were they were from mm-hmm. somewhere else. At least the people I met, they were from somewhere else, and they were they were in New Orleans because of a reason. <laughs> and as you drank, you'd find out what it was. Sometimes it wasn't good. Um, a lot of times, it was a trip. It was a trip. Yeah, but it was hot. That's I could, that's why I, I couldn't handle it, man. It was hot. I, carry a backpack with two extra shirts in it <laughs> just because I'd go through them. Oh, man. Yeah, but you wound up it in South crazy. Florida. It's not down there, too. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man. It is. You know, and it's funny because you kind of try to justify it. And you're uh-huh. I'm t- daily. I'll walk my crazy dog. You know, you got to walk the dog. And as I'm walking, I'm just, it's hot. It's so hot. And, I, you know, and I'm bitching about it. I'm like, why aren't I living in San Francisco, man? This is crazy. And then I remember my, you know, my wife's from here, and her parents live three blocks from us. And we ain't moving, you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. <laughs> <gonna happen. laughs> but daily, I have that conversation with my dog. I'm like, you would love San Francisco. Oh, my God. 80 <laughs> degrees year-round. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Dog's like, No. I'm sure it's not. Um, <laughs> this movie. Now, when you came up with the idea, were you just did it just hit you one day, or had this been churning around for a minute? You know, my uh, so my grandmother is actually from Brooklyn. Um, okay. She met my grandfather, who was a New York, a New Orleans musician and a jazz musician, and they got married three weeks later. And uh, you know, wow! So that's. That's how well, you're here. took off, and that's how I wound up here, yeah. So, um, but you know, when works. we were kids, <laughs> we were kids, we'd hear the stories, you know, of the, she'd tell us stories about different things that were in the New York sewers, right, of, of alligators or whatnot, and that, that old myth. My grandmother had a very sick sense of humor and liked to, like, scare children. Uh, <laughs> so frequently Absolutely. we had these horrifying tales, you know, and... Um, yeah, so that, that, I guess, is kind of where the seed of the idea came from. And then one day, yeah, I was just sitting around, really kind of did it as a writing exercise. I was like, oh, let me see. I haven't written anything in a little while. I, I said, let me let me give this a shot, see if I can make something funny out of this. And, and that's sort of how it all came about. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, you know, the whole concept, there was that Stephen King, uh, I guess it was a book, I'm sure it was a book. I don't never read it, but um, the movie, the, the Dreamcatcher with the aliens. And the, oh, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The, the nymph version of the, of the alien was, was like a slimy thing. And it would come up the, the, the John, the commode. And mm-hmm. I always thought, and then the movie, the movie got very convoluted with all this other stuff, and it, it didn't need it. I don't know if Steve was partying in those days or what, but it was, it, that, was, that movie was a good example, I think, of a cake with too much icing, you know? Um, yeah. The cake would have been great. 
but, but that's what I'm saying is the concept from a from a horror standpoint of, of how vulnerable that's a word I can never say um, one is when they're doing their business. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, something coming up that ain't good. That ain't good at all. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with Hitchcock in the shower, I think. You know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're naked, you're wet. You ain't going to win. <laughs> you know, you ain't getting away. <laughs> Same thing with yours, with, the, with, the, with you know, people on the john. Uh, not good. Not good. Yeah. Uh, you know, not I think ideal. there's something very primal about that. You know, <laughs> I think there's a reason a dog spins around half a dozen times before they do their <laughs> they're checking things out, man. <laughs> You may have to do this. Man, it's like okay. dog, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I, who, it's just a theory, folks. It's just a theory. Uh, but yeah, I think that's. And then you added the, you know, the, the comedic stuff, of course, and and playing on, you know, classism and and what, you know, the, the opening of the movie. <laughs> and that's, you know, the girl's looking on her phone, but Maury had an episode of this, you know. Brilliant. And you know that I'm thank you. I'm glad to hear that cuz that scene was uh we we rewrote that scene on the day. It was supposed to be uh very different, but you know, when you have no budget films like this, you have to adapt or die, so to speak. So <laughs> we adapted. Oh, it it works. It works great. Now, speaking of the business side of this. Now, you you've made a couple movies. You you've done this. And hey, First off, before you get into that, I want to say I, I tip my hat at all of you filmmakers. Whether you're doing a – it doesn't matter. Um, just to sit down, just to put that canvas on the easel. You know, I, I'm in the art world. I paint a painting. People are like, oh, you know, that's, I'm like, yeah, it took a couple days to paint. No big deal. Easy peasy. You filmmakers, I did not realize this until I started doing the, the podcast. You know, I've watched – like an idiot, I'd turn on the TV and say, ah, nothing was happening last, last month. They, uh, you know, they had some free time. They knocked out a Shawshank Redemption or, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, I had no idea of movie time, you know. No, Jamie, this, and I've learned since, this could take a couple years, you know. Frankly, Paul, I'm telling you, if I had to sit my wife down and have a conversation, well, dear, I've got this vision, you see. I've got this idea. I think it's great. And I think it'll translate. It'll be relatable. Um, you know, we, we can we can make some money on this. Uh, it'll be fantastic. You know, we'll get rid of some of these DVD or these VHS tapes I've got in this box. It'll be fan, fantastic. Um, I don't think I could sell that honestly. She, I know for a fact, she'd be like, uh, "Sorry, Picasso, we've got this vacation we're going on. We need a new washing machine. We need this. You know, it never ends." I don't. I couldn't sell it. You guys sell it, and you make this happen. We all enjoy it. We thank you. But seriously, this is, I mean, making movies seems daunting to me, you know? I mean, I don't know how you do it, um, but I'm glad you do. No, with a film like this, there's not a big budget, I, I, I don't think, you know? Um, but it's still a budget nonetheless. Checks were written. Things had to be done. How do you approach that? Do you just is now that you've got a couple under your belt? Is that an easier uh, river to swim, or is it still daunting? 
Oh, yeah, well, thank you, first of all, for acknowledging the insanity of, of what I do. <laughs> well, I, meant um, no, I meant no disrespect. No, no, I don't. I, <laughs> Jamie, I don't take anything personal. Uh, if I did, I would never read any of the reviews for my movies. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on now. Come on. This was great. I'm going to leave a good review. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of these things that it definitely, I've learned over the years how to do it faster and cheaper, um, which is definitely very, very helpful for sure. And, uh, yeah, in, in ter- it's, it's never, it, you know, in, in a certain sense, it's like riding a bike, as, as hackneyed as that is to say. Um, but in a lot of other ways, it's it's like jumping into the deep end of the pool and you're not entirely sure how to swim um because everyone is different and and you know it's it's all the constant changes on set and things the best um explanation for it or the best piece of advice for it i'd ever heard i forget who said this but somebody said that the job of making a film the job of a director is you just always have to have an answer you don't have to have the right answer you just have to have an answer as long as you always have an answer to everybody's question you're doing it right so that's, that's nice. always kind of my goal with these things, is to just have answers. Rarely are they right, but they're answers. <laughs> well, they probably – you're the captain of the ship, you know what I mean? You're the leader. They they look to you. Um, how is the business side? Say when you, you wake up tomorrow and you're like, I want to make a movie. And, um, you know, do you do you use fundraise uh, – what do they call it? Crowdsource? Uh, you know, like, like the sites mm-hmm. they have. I can't think of the name of it. Um, Indiegogo and oh, all those kind of Indiegogo things. Indiegogo or Kickstarter uh, or those things. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Have you um, done that? or? I did that on my first film. Um, the Yeah, we, we raised a few thousand dollars that way, you know, putting that um, sort of kit and caboodle together. Um, but, you know. I've heard that's hard, it's, though. It's really hard. It's hard, and you know, to try to to break beyond just the immediate friends and family is uh, it's a real right. struggle. And at a certain point, you go like, well, I could just call up, you know, Uncle Bill and be like, hey, what are you giving me, you know, hundred bucks on Kickstarter? Where they're going to take twenty percent? You want to just give me a hundred bucks? <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. You know. <laughs> That's uh, that's definitely a part of it. You know, I'm I'm very fortunate in that, uh, or maybe fortunate is not the right word. Uh, I guess I'm, I'm very unfortunate <laughs> if I think about it to, to have a, a day job. So <laughs> my day job supports my uh, my filmmaking endeavors, and um, that's awesome. You know, at one point at one point in time there was. Um, I don't know how deep into the weeds you want to go with the back-end business stuff of this. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, at one time there was pretty decent royalties you could get off of the different streaming sites, you know, um, Amazon and mm. things like that. They recently kind of shifted their whole business model. So now, like, if you watch one of my films on Amazon, you watch the whole thing through, I get one cent. Um, mm. So just to put it in perspective, how difficult it is to recoup uh, making these things. Um, I mean, and that's yeah, that's like Dan Royal platform in one example. Yeah, <laughs> that's but, like you know, Spotify Band Royal. Oh my god! Oh, 
Ladies so, and gentlemen, yeah, I'm not going to be the one to let the cat out of the bag, but if you Google that, if if, if you like a particular band and you want to, you think you're really helping them out, <laughs> just Google how much they actually make. Um, on Spotify. Oh, yeah. And it sounds the same thing with Amazon. That's crazy. That's crazy. They yeah, should, you know, well, just they just making their own stuff you know, now, or? Yeah, they started oh, making their own stuff, and uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that it, it, it is what you. it is, I guess, at a certain point. You know, there's um, there's different platforms that do better. Like Tubi TV, for example, has a much better t- uh, royalty split with creators, um, which is great. And you know, there's mm. there's all sorts of different avenues and stuff. And obviously, I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this because I. Uh, I love to do it. Yeah, I have a really you like good time it. doing it. And, uh, yeah, so it's – well, You bring That's, up a cool so, yeah. point. You definitely bring up a cool mm-hmm. point. Of, and I get this all the time. Um, I have, uh, I've been a full-time painter, like I said, for 20 years now, and uh, really 22, uh, 21. But um, everybody hears that, and they, they, people with jobs – with, with traditional mm-hmm. work, you know, and they, they have, cause everybody has that fantasy. I think that, you know, all oh, my jobs, so everybody's job sucks. I hate to tell oh, people sure, that, yeah. you know, it's, it, 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 it's, you know, <laughs> bosses are never cool. You know, they may be cool for a day or two, but when, when it, when they need to be cool, they rarely are, <laughs> you know, and they have this, this fantasy of, oh, I could just do this myself or I could do my dream, you know, and make money doing it. And that, that is a nice fantasy. That's a nice fantasy. Every boy wants to be a rock star. You know, I mean, it, it's just, you know, it's a fantasy. The reality oh, yeah. is when, when people, you know, they, they, I talk to them, and not just with painting, not just art, but with anything. And I tell them, I say, and, you know, and they, they're like, oh, this is, that would be so great to be able to do that. And I said, yeah, you think it would be. I said, understand, 17-hour days, are the that's a Tuesday, you know, and, and yeah. it's not a special Tuesday. That's just a Tuesday. <laughs> and and you have something. Let's say you, you go on a bike ride, and heaven forbid, the bike falls over, you break your arm, you can go to the, the emergency room, you know, and <laughs> you can go to a doctor, you know. Health insurance is fantastic. Um, you know, don't don't. That is something you will miss when you don't have, um, you know, it, well, when you're writing, yeah. when you do have it and you're writing the check, that self-employed health insurance check. Oh, oh baby. yeah. Oh, I have a friend of mine that just, she's a writer and she, she's just, mm-hmm. matter of fact, tonight she's coming over. We're, we're looking at contracts and um, then, then she's going to a, a, an attorney for it, but it's her first big thing, you know, she's very excited. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, they're going to, they're going to, I have to be an independent contractor for the Royal. And I'm like, yeah. And what that means is you got to take out all your own taxes. Right. You're not going to want to. You're going to learn this lesson. <laughs> Try not to. But it really sucks at the end of the year when you got to come up with six grand in three days. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hard. <laughs> you know, to, it's a, to, it's a to grind. Yeah. The other one is that the people don't, and this is much less so than than taxes or insurance, but the one that people don't realize is the uh, paid vacation days are a thing for some mm-hmm. people. I didn't know that was a thing because, like, my day job, I still I'm an independent <laughs> contractor, right? So, like, right. 
obviously has its benefits. Like I, I'm, I'm not hardwired to work for somebody else, and I'm assuming you're not either, Jamie. Just based on. <laughs> no, no, it wouldn't work. <laughs> I would love to work for somebody else. If I could get paid vacation time and health insurance oh. and the taxes taken out for me, if I had the wherewithal to do that, if I could, I'm just not built that way. I don't. I'm too, uh, I'm too anti-authority. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's and these are things that people have to learn. You know, it, it's it's crazy, mm-hmm. and I've seen. Not so much. I don't know if in movie in the movie world. I have a lot of band and musician friends, DJ friends, things like that, and I've seen them, you know, really get going. And some of them, you know, they they get a record deal, which nobody realizes that's a loan. You have to pay that back. You know, they just think, "Ooh, I'm a rock star. I'm going to go to parties and date models now." No, well, you could, <laughs> you know, but. Models are never free. That's what nobody gets. Um, But, you know, when you're young, you don't think about that stuff. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrate, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, Fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. 
uh, The Florida Life of Thomas Edison, The Quotable Edison, Quotable Henry Ford, uh, Quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and, of course, The Quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com. M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com. MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. But, you know, but I've seen that their career end, the, everything end, because the money and the business side of it just it, it trips them up, trips them up. And it's sad to see a lot of talented people, you know. Um, but, you know, it, it's crazy. With film, though, here's the film. You've made this film. It's a fun film. Obviously, it was fun making it. Uh, people are enjoying it. You're bringing joy to people. You know, people are having a good time watching this. That's got to be a cool feeling as an artist, you know, to, hey, you're making somebody's day better. <laughs> you know, that's fantastic. Yeah, you know, um, absolutely. It's it's one of those things that, like, it's, um, I, I'm, I think life is too damn serious. You know, like, everybody, mm-hmm. news is nothing but bad news, right? Everybody's got, I don't know. You scratch the surface in anybody's life and there's tragedy, right? Like once you go beneath any human beings, like what they put out there on social media, everybody's dealing with their own stuff, you know? And to me, I just, I I love laughing and I like being silly. And I think that the world needs more of that because, you know, life is too serious as it is. People die and get sick and it's all awful and terrible. And I don't want to think about that. I just want to, you know, have a have a few minutes where you can completely escape and just kind of chuckle at things. And it's always, yeah, it's a great feeling when people get it, you know, that, that people are like, oh, this mm-hmm. is, you know, they, they really, somebody for that whatever hour-long runtime of my very short movie are able to kind of forget their problems and afterwards they can tell you like, hey, you know, that really, it made me laugh. I really enjoyed it. It's, it's I mean, it's a great feeling. It's one of the best feelings in the world, you know, to, to do that. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, that's fantastic. And, you know, I'm jealous. It's funny. Oh, well, I'm sure you've got to get that, right? People see your painting and they're like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, they you don't do. Have the... I tell you, I get this perverse pleasure when um, I, I do a lot of, uh, I don't know, I guess we call it neo-noir, pop noir. I, mm-hmm. I paint a lot of, you know, the majority of my business is portrait work. You know, I've painted so many people and kids and dogs. And I'm not complaining. That's, that's you know, that, that's live a nice life because of that. Um, sure. So when I get to do what I want to do and have a little fun, I you know, beautiful women up to no good, <laughs> you know, pulling a gun out of a stocking <laughs> or something, you know, I love that kind of shit, you know, very Tarantino, you know, and right, um, right. I I really enjoy when it pisses someone off and I'll get these emails, you know, but this is just degrading the women. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's got the gun. She's committed the crime. I think she's empowered. <laughs> you know, the guy on the floor doesn't. Um, well, maybe he does. <laughs> you know, you know, and I'm sure it is a horror movie, even horror comedy. Uh, there's, there's probably people that are like, you know, why do the alligators have to eat? Because that would suck if they didn't. Are you kidding me? Um, I'm sure you get that kind of stuff. You know. Oh man, I think I think you and I were cut from a very similar cloth. Uh, <laughs> Because I get I get so many people who, especially with this movie, who just like, 
I don't, not so much are, are offended by the movie or outraged, but like that don't get the joke, you know? <laughs> so right. I get a lot of people who are like, those plastic alligators don't even look real. And I'm like, yeah, no, I know. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I mean, I am, but. That's the point. <laughs> that's the point. Like, <laughs> and the the amount of like it always kind of shocks me, and I, I I you know when people do actually reach out to me personally and are upset, I I try to respond to them and be like, hey, are you okay, man? Like, how much vitriol could a really dumb movie about alligators eating people by the ass? Like, if, if a movie this dumb inspires this much anger in you, you might have some other problems, man. <laughs> you know? Absolutely, absolutely, and sometimes. Sometimes it's too much. I was just, me and my wife were watching, speaking of Amazon, uh, <laughs> because, you know, they're paying me so much money. I don't even get a break when I order <laughs> cheese cream. Um, no, but we're watching The Boys. Uh, the, the oh, movie yeah, movie yeah. The boys. And uh, so uh, what are the rules, though? Because it's so amazingly gory, uh, you know, I was like, we're not watching this during dinner time. We can watch it after we eat, but I'm not watching that one like Sure. Lasagna here is no way. Uh, because it is. It's, it's gore turned up to 10, you know. Mm-hmm. And last night, like, we watched oh, yeah. an episode. She, she said, well, what do you think? And she's into, she has also has a cosplay business. She goes to horror conventions. And, you know, she's into all this mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm not complaining. Uh, but uh, it's kind of cool. There's a 12-year-old boy inside me when her and her girlfriends all get ready to go to a con- when they're all dressing up like superheroes in my park room, you know. <laughs> I'm like, I've won the lottery. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, no, but, but she was asking me. She goes, well, what do you think, you know? And I said, well, I said, it's just, I, I didn't care for it because it's, and she goes, oh, too much gore. I said, no, it isn't the gore. The gore is terrible. It's the, the story is so dark and you know we're, we're into mm. hopelessness and all this and that i said I, I i don't want to escape to that i get that when i watch the news man when i'm watching right. uvaldi or uh, oh, ukraine yeah. you know mm-hmm. um you know i i, I don't need that <laughs> you know? yeah. i want some laughs man that's what i need <laughs> and it just but it wasn't enough in it but you know, and, and that's that particular instance, but I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, I can't believe that people aren't, they don't see the humor in this, you know, because it's it's there. It's, it's how can you miss it? But I guess they're expecting a, I don't know. Yeah. Even that movie I Anaconda, know. when the Anaconda ate that guy and spit him out, he still winked. That, you know, mm-hmm. that wouldn't happen. There's not a giant Anaconda. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um you know, maybe because it wasn't a plastic foot in the toilet or something. I don't that's, know. That's you know, exactly it, yeah. It, it was, I thought this was great. I thought this was great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, you know? Really, I, I, I sincerely appreciate that. Yeah, I, I, look, I think it's hysterical, personally. Otherwise, I wouldn't have made the damn thing. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, I, I think there I, are, you, you know. You know, and I'm really glad you did. I'm really glad you did. Now, this came out, this is out now, folks. This dropped, I believe, June 3rd. So it's been out like a couple weeks now, right? Yes, 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 yes. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So yeah. you're, you're still riding the wave and whatnot. Um, but this is going to be one of those movies. And what I thought was brilliant is you didn't attach it. It's kind of the summer, but I was going to say you didn't attach it to a holiday, um, which a lot of horror comedy does. And 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I think they, they do that because they're like, oh, we're going to get a boost. You know, we're going to get that bump. Right. And this becomes a cult classic. This is definitely going to become a cult classic, I predict. That's the horse I'm betting on. Um, I see it happening. But you can play this all the time. You don't have to play it at Halloween. You can play this anytime. <laughs> anytime. You got a bunch of people around <laughs> that want to get watch people, you know. And this wasn't overly gore either. <laughs> You know, this, this was great. No, yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm not a, you know, I, I, I this is, I'm going to be banished from all of my uh, horror fandoms now, but uh, I don't, I'm not a big fan of gore. I don't like, again, like, much like you, I just, it's, I don't know, man. And I, I've seen too much awful things in my life that I don't want to, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's I, I don't. I, I better stop myself before I say something that's going to insult other people. Yeah, you probably, I get so, what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> I get what you're saying. You know, I can say it's, it because fine. It's just like, not my bag. They don't care what I think. <laughs> right. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I prefer, personally, if I want to get scared, um, I've never been one of those that's like vampires, ghosts, mm-hmm. ghosts kind of, a good ghost story will, will get me. Um, I thought The Others was fantastic. I think that's one of the best oh, yeah. ghost stories ever uh, in a movie. But... Um, Psychological thriller, man. Silence of the Lamb, that kind of, you know, where man is the e- most evil person ever, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I think is way worse than, you know. And same thing with, with zombie movies. I like zombie movies just for the simple fact of the, the idea of it. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't disturb me. Uh, unless you're talking about the Haitian zombies, the Serpent in the Rainbow type deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because... I don't believe in the zombie, but I believe that there's people that believe in that kind of stuff, and I don't want to, oh, yeah. you know, hang out with them. <laughs> Bad things would happen. <laughs> I'm the guy that that would happen to, you know? I know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, yeah, if I'm, in a, if I'm in a horror movie, I'm probably one of the first people to get it, just for the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh God. Anyway. Anyway. That's why I get nervous when the car breaks down. In rural Louisiana. No. <laughs> we got that triple A, buddy. Get here now. <laughs> oh my god. I've seen Deliverance. Oh man, or that, that remake of the wax uh, the wax museum. <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. That wasn't good though. <laughs> The yeah. one with yeah. oh, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So this is cool. So let me ask you this. Are mm-hmm. you, are the, I know we're, we're, we're focused on sewer gators. I mean, and how could you not be, you know, I mean, it's fantastic. But as an artist, as a filmmaker, are the gears turning for the next project? And oh, yeah. If they, can yeah. you talk about it? Yeah, I, uh, I definitely have some, <laughs> some irons in the fire, so to speak. Um, I'll tell you, there's, there's two things that are in the pipeline. Um, one, uh, that my friend is supposedly writing and I'll believe it when I see a script, okay. uh, pester <laughs> him on, you know, I got national like that. so hopefully he can, <laughs> right. um, that one is called killer tights. And uh, if you can imagine Christine, but you replace the car with a child's kite that lobs people's heads off. Fantastic. 
Fantastic. Brilliant. Let me get my checkbook. Oh, my God. I wish. The, oh, uh, God. I, I like the, being married. The other one is uh, is a movie that I'm really, really excited about. I'm, I'm finishing up the script for it right now. I don't have a good title, so you know I'm open to suggestions. But it's essentially um, Igor, uh, you know Frankenstein's assistant. Uh-huh. He, uh It's it's a horror comedy romantic, a horror romantic comedy, I guess is what you would call, where Igor falls in love with a beautiful woman, um, whose oh. dead boyfriend he is trying to reanimate. Uh, oh man! Meanwhile, it's and it's a musical, so <laughs> not. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's going to be very ridiculous, and I don't know if anybody will watch it, but uh, it'll make me laugh. <laughs> well, you know, they might. They might. It, it, stranger things have happened. That's a great idea, though. Yes. I like that. That's a good pitch. I like that. Um, because now you, 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 know, you put yourself in that position. You're like, yeah, I really should uh, make this work. I don't know if I want to. <laughs> She'll get over them. I'm right yeah, there, exactly. buddy. I'm right there. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, that's funny. That is funny. Well, very well. You know, I'm going to tell you this, Paul, and you know this already. Um, you're really, really good at what you do. You know, we're we're, we're having a lot of laughs, and, and that's great. Um, but the reason we are is because you're good at what you do. And uh, this is a good film. This is a great film. Uh, it does what it sets out to do. Uh, it, it makes no no bones about it, and um, you know I, I, that's good art to me. You know that's good art to me. It, it moved me. I, I laughed. I laughed a ton in this movie. <laughs> you know, um, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I wished it was longer, uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Folks, don't don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying well, it just ended abruptly or something. You know. Uh, no, no, it was the length it needed to be. Uh, I was just enjoying that experience so much is the reason I wished it was longer. And, you know, a simple solution yeah. to that, just rewatch it. <laughs> you know, watch it again. <laughs> Hit rewind. There you go, Jamie. I solved the problem. I'm not good at taking compliments. But well, you don't even have for a while. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, yeah, you, you don't even have to just hit a button. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> put it on a loop. <laughs> like they do at the bar. Um, oh, man, that's funny. Uh, not that I would ever know that. No. I was a bartender, too, in New Orleans. <laughs> I know how to work a loop on a video screen. <laughs> oh, man. Anywho. Anywho. Um, well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, um, well, that's cool. So you're you're based out of New New Orleans. You're filming in the South there, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm still in and around the New Orleans area. Um, you know, nice. I'm, I'm about half an hour outside the city right now. And uh, yeah, this is uh, well, that's I, cool. you know, it's one of those places that gets in your blood, and you gotta you know, it's you either you either uh, come here and you hate it immediately, or you're here and you you can't seem to leave, and I am definitely firmly in the latter category of uh, this is where they'll put me in the ground, or above the ground, I guess, because we're below sea level, so. (laughs) You'll float away. The alligator will eat you, but, you know, you kind of saw that coming. Um, 
I tell you that's when I remember when watching the Katrina thing, the disaster. Um, hopefully, all your mm-hmm. people in your tribe were okay. Uh, I remember seeing that on the news. That was one of the first thoughts I had from being down there and, and seeing alligators and stuff like that. Is I was like, oh man, we're probably in, swimming down the street right now. You know, that's not good. It's, that's what New Orleans is. It's a cool town because it's it's very European in a way, and it's it you mm-hmm. don't. Whenever I visit New Orleans, I don't feel like I'm in the U.S. It, it's very weird, and it's, it's got that heaviness to it that is just so cool, you know? Stuff has happened in New Orleans. You can tell. You know, you get that, yeah. that feeling, and uh, that whole area, really. Definitely, definitely. I will tell you this. That I've, um, I have a lot of uh, friends of mine who are NOPD cops, you know, um, down in New Orleans because I've I used to work at a cigar shop in the quarter, and so all those guys would mm. hang out in there, which is probably why our crime rate is so high. So we're <laughs> <the> cigar shop. <laughs> <in that. laughs> but uh, I mean, everybody had a story <laughs> about uh, Katrina and like this one guy. I, again, I, this is not a a fun story, but it's a story nonetheless. But it involves alligators in Katrina. His job was basically to go and try to like round up people who had perished, right? And that, so he was like mm. literally wading through the water, chest deep water, a horrifying situation. And he tells me he's out there doing that, and an alligator pops up. And he was like, I'm trying to run through the water. It's chest deep. <laughs> trying to get away from this alligator. I think he wound up climbing up on a light pole. Uh, anyway, yeah. like I said, not really a funny story, but it's, it's, it's funny if you know him. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you, it's. It's crazy. We have them down here every so often. Every so often, not mm-hmm. where I'm. I live too near the the coast, I think. Um, but you see it on the news, you know. Oh, and look oh, who's yeah. in the pool of this, you know. And the alligators hanging out in the hot tub and, you know, <laughs> enjoying himself. <laughs> so I, I would let him hang oh, out with uh, me personally. How far south are you? I'm just up from, um, I'm just south. Everybody, uh, this is the reference I give everybody when they ask. Um, everybody's heard of Boca Raton. That's where Jerry Seinfeld's oh, yeah. parents moved to. I am, I could literally throw a rock and it would land in Boca Raton. <laughs> I am just south okay. of that, up from Fort Lauderdale, Miami, okay. Fort Lauderdale area, that whole. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what it was. Gotcha. It's, uh, yeah. New York's seventh borough, you know. <laughs> right, <laughs> everybody right. Everybody here is Italian and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> our little town we live in this little beach town called Deerfield Beach and it's weird because it's all mm-hmm. Italian Americans and people from Brazil that's it oh, wow. <laughs> you know, that's, that's your <laughs> culinary choices when you go out to dinner <laughs> pretty much pretty much um, you know, there is a Greek restaurant but it's always wow. closed that's the they work their way in that's what... <laughs> I'm telling you they're trying they're trying um, but yeah everybody you know, we you know we have one on the corner. There is a Mexican restaurant uh, down from the Cuban one, and, and it, but it's packed all the time. We don't go there because you have to wait for a table. Um, I ain't that cool. Or <laughs> I just walk in and they bring they good fellow me in there and bring a table out. That ain't me. Um, not here. There was a fine other places. Anyhow, anyhow, 
Uh, well, this is great. This has been a lot of fun. I know I kept you a lot longer than I uh, said I was going to, but uh, you're fascinating to talk to and just such a cool hang. I um, I can't wait to see more of your work, man. I know I was looking on your the IMDb, and, and there's a, a couple other uh, films you've done, Fast Food and Cigarettes. Is that one of them I remember yeah. seeing or something yeah. like that? That's uh, Sounded very interesting to me. I, what I want to check out this uh, this week. Um, yes. Yeah, you don't uh, Look at all. You got a whole little list yeah. here. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Fast food and cigarettes is a fun one. Uh, there's there's some characters from Sewer Gators who pop up in that one, uh, or I guess actors. Nice. Too, better way to put it, but yeah, it's very nice. totally different. Um, you know, it's it's a, a heist film set in a diner and nobody talks for the the full run of the movie, oh. and it's uh. That's a, you know, again, like I told you earlier, I have a problem with authority and I'm an obstinate ass sometimes. So uh, I had a distributor tell me that one of my earlier films couldn't be distributed internationally because there was too much talking. So I told them, well, fine, I'll go to where nobody talks. And then I went and did this and then three people saw it. So, you know, <laughs> well, I'm gonna what the it. hell did that guy know? will watch it. <laughs> Fantastic. And you worked on one of my wife's favorite shows, Pitbulls and Parolees. Um, oh, you know, yeah. She, uh, she, I think she likes that show because she's she's really into crime. And uh, oh, yeah. I, I think she thought one of the parolees would, like, I don't know, revert back to their criminal past or something. And um, I don't think it ever happened, but I think that was her. And it's got dogs in it, you know. So she's a big Oh, yeah. We don't, we don't have a pit bull. We have a... Um, we have the Chinese version, a uh, Sharpay. <laughs> wow. You know. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those things where I'm like, eh, you know, I'd, I'd done, you know, made a little money and I was like, eh, we didn't want to get a dog. Let's get a Sharpay. That'll be fun. <laughs> I didn't realize a bag of dog food for this dog was going to run $85. <laughs> Love my dog. Oh my God. That's, I will just say this, folks. If you want a good animal, you want your life to increase and, and just be great, you know, definitely get a dog if you don't have one. I'm just saying there are more economical dogs than the Sharpay. <laughs> oh, I'm saying. She's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> it ain't worth it, man. It ain't. No, she's she's, she's great. Uh, get a pit bull. Hey. Even parolees. Yeah, now. there's a whole show about yeah. it that Paul worked on. I did. I was there for a few years. That was a it was a wild, interesting experience. So you can tell your wife some of the parolees uh, did revert back to their old ways. So they just cut them out of the show before they aired it. <laughs> and they had a partner. They're like, oh man, I got a football. I can do crying. We can strap some cash onto him. It'll be great. No. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I will tell her that though. So she'll, she'll, she'll watch. She'll rewatch the whole episode, the whole show. You know, all the seasons just to figure out who disappeared halfway through. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh. That's funny. That is funny. Oh, that's that's awesome. That is cool. Um, hey, let me ask you this. You know, as a Louisiana native, uh, I have a couple mm-hmm. friends, young people. Uh, you know, young weirdo goth people. It only seems to be the goth kids. That, that they they all want to move to New Orleans. That's the dream. <laughs> Would you suggest people? Do you think that's a good move uh, for someone, or do you think New Orleans is is fun to visit, um, <laughs> and then you go somewhere <laughs> else? What's your thought on that? 
Oh, man, I'm now like, you're, you're opening up a, a can of worms that I could talk about for about six hours, but uh, I don't want to bore you to death. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think, man, um, New Orleans is, it's a, there's a saying that in Louisiana, we don't expect corruption, we demand it. Um, mm. So unfortunately, I would say that New Orleans and the greater surrounding area is a bit of a brain drain. So if you're coming here because you want to further your career in any way, shape, or form, this is probably not the best place. Um, having said that, I think it's a place that if you come here and you love it, you're going to love it forever, and it's going to, you know, it gets in your soul kind of a thing, and you can't, you know, right. you can't shake it. Um, and I also, this is my pessimistic side here that's about to come out, I do think that like a lot of really great places in the world, um, it's a place that's kind of slowly eroding um, mm. all the things the that really made it great. Yeah, so if you're going to get down here, you should, uh, I'm assuming down, right? I guess by you, you'd be off. We'd be coming up here, not down here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you should do it soon while while we still got uh, still got some soul going on. That's fantastic. That's great advice. I I tell people that same thing about Southern California. You know, they're like, oh, should I move to Southern? I'm like, absolutely for a couple years. Always yeah. have an exit plan. <laughs> you want to go experience it. It's great, but you want to you want to wake up one day and go, okay, it's time to okay, get yeah, out of the craziness for a little bit. <laughs> Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's very true. Denver is another weird, Denver, I lived in Denver, I've lived everywhere. I've lived in Denver, Vegas. Denver is one of those towns you you go to visit for like a weekend and you wind up, you're like, what happened? I've been here two years. (laughs) How did that happen? Um, Oh my gosh. And it isn't that exciting. Yeah, you know, I, I lived in San Diego. I tell people like, "What is San Diego?" I said, San Diego is beautiful. It's about as exciting as Cincinnati. <laughs> you know, you're gonna move to <laughs> California, move to LA. <laughs> you know, Vegas, fun to visit. It's hot, mm-hmm. hotter than New Orleans. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that's and a dry heat too. That's a... Oh yeah. Yeah. Only place I've ever been. I was waiting in line at a fast food place. And I was looking out the window, and there was a crow walking across the parking lot. I saw, and he was panting. I've never seen a bird pant anywhere else. <laughs> like it's hot. It is hot. Look at that bird. He needs. He's got wings. He needs to fly west. <laughs> Malibu is that way, buddy. Get that out of the desert. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Anyway, well, that's awesome, man. I, it's so great meeting you and, and, and enjoying your film and experiencing it. I, I can't wait to, to you know, see more of your work. And uh, I definitely can't wait to see uh, that e-books for you. That sounds fascinating to me, you know? Very, very cool. I, I, this well, is great, man. Yeah, I doing, really man. enjoy talking to you, man. I, I really appreciate yeah, it. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Anytime, man. Anytime. Uh, very cool. Well, folks, this episode will be converted to a podcast. We're going to throw it out on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. We're on almost 600. I can't believe it myself that there's 600 websites, you know, places that stream podcasts. It amazes me, but they do, and we're on them all. Um, 
you know, so if you're listening to this on Spotify and Pandora or something in the future, hello from the past. Hey, those links I was talking about before, those all stay active, too. So you can click right on uh, those links and, uh, you know, www.bythehorns.store and uh, pick this, pick up sewer gators, man. It's fantastic. Get a cozy. Come on. You know, and also I always tell people this um, with film, uh, especially independent film, wherever you watch uh, a, a stream of a film on, you know, if you're doing streaming or whatever, there's a place to leave comments and you don't have to write a doctoral thesis, ladies and gentlemen, but, well, you know, write a couple sentences, you know, um, let everybody know and share the thing too. hit that share button, because if you dig something, Chances are, a real good chance, all your friends are going to dig it, too, because, you know, you guys all like the same stuff. Um, so that helps a lot, you know. People like Paul are entertaining us. Let's do what we can do to help. You know, we like this entertainment. So that's all I'm saying. You know, otherwise we're watching superhero movies nonstop, and that gets old. <laughs> My opinion. <laughs> you know. None of the alligators in this film were superheroes. I will <laughs> do that spoiler. Um, you know. And all the other one I'll, I'll say is no ships hit an iceberg in this film. I'm sorry to ruin it for everybody, but there were absolutely no icebergs in this movie. Um, would, have would have been too much. <laughs> but if you get the VHS, there just might be some bonus features of why. <laughs> <laughs> from Paul's life. Why'd you record over like that? Oh, my gosh. Well, keep doing what you're doing, man. And thank you so much. This has uh, been a pleasure. So much fun having you on. Well, thank you, Jamie. This was a blast, really. I hope to talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, we will be back tomorrow. We've got a really cool movie uh, documentary tomorrow called Rondo and Bob. And uh, it's one of my favorite documentaries of the year. This is just really, really good stuff. Um, So tune in for that tomorrow, and we will see you then. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. This has been Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Hannah Oli, Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.